0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Violet Reiki Radio. I would like to thank the founders of the Seika Network for giving me this wonderful opportunity to bring this show to you each week here on Blog Talk Radio. Violet Reiki Radio is on every Thursday at 9 p.m., And here we talk about Reiki, all things surrounding Reiki, the discovery, the roots, practice of Reiki, uh, and much more. We discuss a lot of things that the founder of Reiki, Mikao Usui, was very interested in during his lifetime. Uh, A lot of things that he... um, had practiced and was involved in and took great interest in. And um, it's very interesting. Every week you have an interesting guest on. Sometimes you're stuck with only me, but we we discuss Reiki uh, in those shows. So if you have any questions or if you there are any topics that you want to hear addressed here on the show, if there's information about Reiki, that you haven't heard here on Violet Reiki Radio, by all means, send me an email, and you can send it to me at rose, at VioletRoseReiki.com, and I'd be more than happy to do a show regarding whatever your interest or whatever your question about Reiki is. Um, Reiki is a universal life force energy. It is an intelligent energy of love and wholeness. It understands the cause of problems and where healing is necessary. Reiki energy has a wisdom of its own, healing and balancing all aspects of a person's mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Reiki is a blessing, an instantaneously conferred sacred potential for healing, protection, personal and spiritual development. For more information on Reiki, feel free to visit my website, which is www.VioletRoseReiki.com. And again, feel free to send an email to me at Rose at VioletRoseReiki.com. You can find me on Facebook as Violet Rose or Violet Rose Reiki. And on Facebook, I also have a page called Reiki Ward. And Reiki Ward was formed over two years ago to provide distance Reiki healing for free for humans and animals all over the world. We do two to three rounds of Reiki healing every day at a minimum. We also place requests on our healing crystal grid for 24/7 energy work and healing. And all you have to do if you have a request for yourself a family member, a friend. All you have to do is post on Reiki Ward and in the in the search box on Facebook, just type in Reiki Ward or Reiki Ward page and it'll come up and um, post your, your request for healing just like you would on any other page, like a comment, I believe. Very easy. And once we see it, we then repost as Reiki Ward so that all the practitioners can see it and access it and um, get the information to start sending distance healing. We have right now somewhere in the area of 600 Reiki practitioners sending healing Reiki every day. And they're a wonderful, great bunch of selfless, generous people who are on there every day. And lots of times I can tell who's sending because They'll usually put in the comments sending and I, I encourage that because this way the person who put in the request can see that people are indeed sending so feel free to go over and check out reiki ward and put in a request to healing if you're so inclined to so this evening um my guest is karen pecklack of peace love healing reiki and Karen is a level two practitioner, and I believe right now she is working her way uh, to becoming a level three practitioner, and she provides animal acupuncture and traditional Chinese nutrition, or she's studying that. We'll get to the bottom of that when we have her on here. And she works in the New Jersey and Eastern Pennsylvania animals. And Karen also, she provides Reiki for people, Reiki for large and small animals. And um, while on her healing journey, Karen experienced Reiki and felt she had to learn more. So she started studying Reiki 1 and 2 with Michelle Kelly in 2006 and is finishing her Reiki 3 with Colleen Bell Dixon. Karen was drawn to connect with animals through Reiki, following the practices detailed in Kathleen Facade. And if you all will remember, we had Kathleen on the show a couple of months back, and Animal Reiki book, and the animals shared their gentle guidance, allowing her to explore the new energies and growing awarenesses Reiki brings. Karen continues to study Reiki and deepen her spiritual practice. Aided by the honesty and wisdom of the animals and share the peace, love, healing, and serenity of Reiki with all beings and our amazing earth. Information about Karen's Reiki services can be found at Peace, Love, Healing, Reiki. And she has a uh, Facebook page. So again, if you go to that search box on Facebook and you type in, one word, peace, love, healing, and then Reiki. Uh, you should be able to find her and um, check out her page. If you'd like to email Karen, her email is peacelovehealingk at com. So without further ado, let me see if we have Karen on the line. And just got to navigate my studio because... It's new. I know. It's it's really it's been a couple of months, but it's new to me. <laughs> so bear with me. Karen, is this on you on the line? Is it you on the line? Hi, it's me. Hi. You and me? Welcome and Hi. You. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot temporarily just how to speak English at that point. <laughs> um, thank you so much for being my guest tonight and I'm really interested in learning more about you and your Reiki journey and I think my guest also, are waiting and and hanging on the edge of their seat to hear more about you and your Reiki journey.
2: Oh, well, so, first, I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. You've had so many amazing people um, uh, on this uh, radio show, and um, I'm just honored to um, you know to be here. And thank you for the work that you do, um, and. The beautiful description of Reiki that that you great. gave at the beginning and um, and the work you're, that you're doing with Reiki Ward, that's really amazing.
1: Yeah, Reiki Ward's due to have so
2: many people.
1: Yeah, it's going to have its third birthday, God willing, this July. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. But, it's, yeah, I yeah,
2: haven't seen anything like that anywhere. It's something really special, and, and I'm sure so many people are benefiting from that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's great. So, you know, I said at the outset that you started studying Reiki in 2006 with Michelle mm-hmm. Kelly. So now what actually took you to want to learn Reiki? What was the catalyst?
2: Um, so really the, the catalyst was, was my healing journey that, um, that started uh, somewhere around 1997 Um I was having some physical issues that I was struggling with and trying to figure out what I needed to do to address those and heal myself. But um, I just felt there was just something more than just what the traditional you know, Western medical doctors were doing and could do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, along with that, um, at the time I was, um you know taking some yoga and the instructor at the yoga studio recommended that I try reiki and see Michelle Kelly there for reiki who um uh you know had studio space in that um yoga studio yeah. and i didn't know what it was but i had to i had to follow that i i trusted her and felt i needed to See what this was. I needed to to just try whatever I could um, to you know to to help myself and heal myself. But, and um, so I had my first Reiki session then, and, and I just could not understand how I could feel and experience um, the things I was feeling without Michelle touching my body. Like I remember. Um, laying on the, you know, on the treatment table and, you know, I kind of open one eye and look, she's, and she's like three feet away from me. <laughs> and <laughs> it just didn't make sense. My scientific, logical mind was like, well, what's going on here? <laughs> but I, right. knew, I, I knew it was making a difference. Um, the colors, the images, the sensations. I was feeling the emotions it was bringing up. Um it was doing something, and I knew it was doing something good um, so i i I did several sessions with her. I can't remember exactly how many, and this was done in parallel with uh the other things I was doing with the doctors um but i it was like this this parallel path I was following where then Michelle recommended um an herbalist. Uh, Carrie Adams, and then Carrie recommended an acupuncturist. So I was getting all of these other things to help me energetically. You know, the the energy of the herbs and the plants and and the tinctures um, and foods, and then um, acupuncture to help the energy move through my body, you know, remove blockages and um, and balance that energy in my body. So I was doing a lot energetically. Um, to help myself with, with that. And um, there were good results from, you know, from all of that. And I knew I wanted to study with Michelle, and I remember um, trying to hook up with her, and and whenever she was doing a Reiki 1 class, it was, the schedule just wouldn't work out, whether it was, you know, some family commitment or work commitment or something. Um, and it wasn't... Until I think around nine years later or so, that the stars aligned and <laughs> um, and I was able to take my Reiki one training with Michelle Kelly. Um, and that was right. uh, yeah, that was that was really the start of me learning and trying to understand, you know, what what this was, um, and you know, she, she gave us a history, um, you know, talked to us a, a little bit about what what Reiki was, had us learn hand positions and um you know, we were uh, practicing on, on each other, feeling the, the energy, that pressure between our palms with our palms facing each other. I'm like, Yeah, I can feel that. I can there's something there. All right. Um you know, and, and just, you know, sensing, um, you know, the energy during the attunement and knowing it was there, just not, not really knowing what it was or how it worked, um, but just, you know, trusting that I'd figure you know, would figure that out or it'd be shown to me at some point, um. Yes, you know, so I proceeded to practice on myself before going to sleep at night and trying to hand positions um, and with me um i I've always had a strong connection to animals, so I had a horse and a dog um that I could practice this on um, yeah you know, so aside from you know myself and and some you know close friends or family when I spent time with the animals, I, I'd also try it on them too. Um, so so that's, uh, that's really where I
1: started. And animals um, suck up Reiki like a sponge sucks up water. They love it. They really yeah. respond well. And I think part of it is because we as human beings, we're always trying to figure stuff out. We're always trying to, Use the left side of our brain and and make logic out of it, but the animals are just like, okay, I'm here. I feel this energy. It's really cool. Oh, I like it. You know, they just they just mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because all of my animals, my my uh, my former cat who I lost in a house fire in 2010, he loved Reiki. He loved to give it. He would come, and it was so weird. It was weird and it was funny at the same time. If I was lying on the sofa, across the sofa, he would jump up on Mm -hmm. the sofa and he would almost do like a biosense scanning of my body. He would walk up and down my body and then all of a sudden he'd stop at the spot where I guess he felt I needed Reiki and then he would just throw himself on that spot on my body and just like transmit, just like, you know, la, la, la. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. animals, unbelievable. And the cat I have now, my my past, she loves it. When people come for sessions, I always warn them that she may jump up on the table because she likes to help. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. They they are just so receptive to. I mean, they they live in that energy world, you know, all day, every day. Um, they are so sensitive to. Um. You know, to the energies that that for us are, um, you know, sometimes it feels like something special. That's just that's just what they feel every day. Um, you know, I can sense that at a distance or when they're near a person.
1: Um, you know, and, and they just know it. Right. I always um, say I I don't trust anyone who an animal doesn't like. It's always it, my, my entire life because if I see, you know, if, yeah. if somebody is, you know, in the company of an animal, and the animal is, you know, normal. I mean, there are some animals that are just born ordinary, but not very many. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess like like people, but um, if I just see that this person is near an animal, the animal doesn't like them, and I don't really know this person, immediately my antenna goes up. Like, okay, so what's wrong with this one? <laughs> yeah where is this person coming from that this sweet, loving, beautiful being, you now this creature, whatever the animal is, or a cat, whatever, doesn't like them oh so, yeah yeah you know. yeah and
2: and I think they can sense when someone's um you know words are different from their energy and from their body language, and they can pick right. up on that, so even though the external surface. You know that what you see and hear might um you know sound friendly or caring or you know or positive um they they can pick up on those those subtle differences and in- uh, incongruities in is that the right word uh-huh.
1: um,
2: you know it's, between... it's the
1: energy it's all about the yeah. energy you you can't you can't bend twist shape, change energy energy is energy. So, yeah, yeah, they're reading it. They know what they're reading. It's like, you know, I keep saying to people, even in my counseling, it's like actions speak louder than words. I don't care who tells you what. Eyes wide open, ears wide open, look and listen and see how they act. Because a lot of times a person's words do not correspond with their actions. And that's when you need to really say, hmm, what's happening here?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I would say also heart wide open. Um yes. And that, that feeling, that intuition, that knowing that something might be a little off or something, you know, um, that's, yeah, that's, that's all part of it. Right.
1: And, you know, if you've ever studied... Um, psychic ability or you've taken psychic development classes one thing they'll tell you is do not try and make logic out of any messages that you're receiving from spirit I learned that very very early on because I would go to these events and and participate and sometimes I would get a message for someone and I'd look at the person and in my own mind I'd say that makes no sense and Mm -hmm. The, my best friend, who that's how I met uh, this person, used to say to me, because I would get headaches, migraine headaches after the event, and I'm like, I don't know why I have this headache, but my head is like splitting open. So he said to me, who didn't you give a message to tonight? And I'm like, what do you mean? He said, if you got something from spirit and you didn't deliver the message, it'll manifest in a headache, and a migraine headache. I said, you're kidding me. Oh, wow. That's- So from that point, and I said to him, I said, yeah, but it doesn't make any sense. This person's going to think I'm crazy. Well, from that night going forward, every time I got a message, I don't care if I saw a purple pig flying, I said to the person, you know, I see this purple pig flying with you. It may not make sense to you now, but, you know, down the road, you know, and And the person then might come back uh, six months later and say, you know. I met my future wife at the Purple Pig Pub. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, oh it doesn't goodness. make sense to you at that moment, but the message is being given for a reason, and and then the event happens down the road. So, yeah, you know, uh, like that movie says, what the bleak do we know? We really don't know anything. <laughs> and how we could all be so pompous as to, as to think that we know better than spirit, and that spirit's giving us the wrong message to deliver, is just like yeah. right, yeah, sure. <laughs> so,
2: yeah, yeah. So don't try to interpret it. Just if you're given that, pass it along.
1: <laughs> exactly. So now, do you work mainly with um, cats and dogs, or you know the average everyday, or and horses also? Or do you ever get some kind of strange animals that are not common to work with? Um, with
2: clients, it's been, uh, cats, dogs, and horses, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, on my own, I I share Reiki with just many different animals and, and creatures. It could be insects, um, birds. There was a, um, an injured turkey vulture that I saw on the side of the road that I moved away and, and had to take down to an animal, um rehabilitation place but for a little while I shared Reiki with that bird. So um I mean just uh they there there's just been so many so many different um different animals, different beings. But the uh yeah my uh most of my um you know my experience has been with the, the, the dogs and horses um and cats and and they've just taught me so much uh, I'll share a couple of um of uh, things with you um mm-hmm. that, that each that each one has taught me so um so my horse sherry um that i, I just recently had to put down um that I had okay. for twenty two years um she uh is, she was really um I would say that the core of my, my Reiki practice um, and helping guide me to uh, to deepen my practice with animals. Um, and and one thing that she taught me, I remember, um, this was after learning Reiki one, and I was trying to share Reiki with her and put my hands in the proper positions, trying to translate it from, you know, the, the people position to the, the horse body.
0: Right,
2: um, right you know, trying to, you know, to see if it felt like it was doing anything. And I just remember one one evening at the barn, um, I'm alone at the barn in the stall with her, and, and I just felt this, like, a lot of energy. My body just wanted to sway back and forth. It started with a little bit and then a lot, and it felt like pressure was moving my hands and they, and arms, and they, it was moving them to certain areas of the horse. Um, and sometimes I'd stay there for a while, and then it would move my hands to another area. Um, there were certain motions that my hands would do that I didn't understand why they were doing it, um, like pulling down the leg and out the back of the hoof, like just kind of this repetitive motion, or my hands would going to like a diamond or a tri- triangle shape either above mm-hmm. them or, or touching their body and I I didn't know what was going on. I was worried. <laughs> I I mean, mm-hmm. you know, looking back I, I can laugh. Um you know, but I remember I remember going back and getting on the computer and like, Okay, what is like what is this what was just happening? I looked up black Reiki like is this some kind of possession, um <laughs> you know. It just because I'd never felt anything like that before. um And and I remember contacting Michelle, and she's just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's no big deal. That's your that's your body just feeling the energy. Just you know, go with it. It'll it'll show you what it needs to show you." <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah, that that was her guidance, and um, you know, it it helped to have her reassurance and. You know, from that point on, I'm like, all right, whatever, wherever my body and hands need to be, that's, that's where I'm going to be, um, so, you know, that's, that's a huge thing that, that Sherry taught me is to trust, to trust the, the feeling and the energy and, and just let it flow, uh, right. and then, um, the dog that, uh, I had at the time, um, a rotwoller named Conan, he um he really liked to receive Reiki, like you were saying, you know, they're like a sponge. Oh yeah, he was a sponge. Mm-hmm. He he would just love <laughs> the, the hands being on him, love feeling that energy. He would lay on his bed and just soak it all up. Um and uh, you know, it 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 was you know, like frustrating and confusing and, and sad in a way because I knew his body was failing Um, and I'm like why isn't Reiki doing anything why can't I help him (laughs) Um, and about a week or so after he passed away um, uh, my ex-husband and I were scheduled to be on a a trip and um, I took Kathleen Prasad's animal Reiki book with me on Mm -hmm. that trip and the feelings um you know, associated with with losing Phoeni and um, and reading that book, it just um, it was just so powerful for me. Um, I, I, I think I read it a couple times on that trip, and and it really, um, it really helped me understand so much more about animal reiki and what I could do. And how to approach it, and some of the the things I got from you know from Kathleen's guidance in that book was was really that I needed to establish my own like meditation and regular reiki practice, not just like you know a little bit here and there as I was doing, I really had to be part of you know part of my my everyday life um, and to really you know stay you know tuned in and um and also just staying, uh, that, that when i am uh with an animal just staying quiet and opening up to the animal um and really just having no no intention other than to open up to that animal and letting letting that animal guide me um and and enjoying the you know the session is just existing in that, that Reiki state and you know i i know um Kathleen talks about just being Reiki and,
0: right.
2: um, you know, just, just the importance of that. It's not doing anything. It's just, it's being that, in that state, in that, in that energy. Um, and then at the end, thanking, thanking the animals for their wisdom and, and guidance because they're helping me as much as, as I'm helping them. I, I, and I don't even know if help is the right word. Um, they're with me as much as I'm with them, so
1: yeah, it's the sharing of the energy, yeah, and the being it's like you know we all have lost sight of the fact that we were born of love, we are love when we when we come into existence, when we're born, we are love, and then it goes from that state to all kinds of other stuff because as we are as we grow up and as we're raised, all other things come into play and it kind of takes us away from who we are and it takes us away from being loved because of the distractions. And as Don Miguel Ruiz says in his book, The Four Agreements, you know, you're taught or you've learned this dream that isn't yours. So you need to make your own dream. You need to be your own dream, and that's when your life starts to unfold in the pattern that it's supposed to unfold in. You you have to get back to being love, and the same thing with Reiki. I think because it's a Japanese um, system and Japanese are used to uh, practicing, whether it be martial arts or or spiritual practices or whatever, Mm -hmm. They're used to the word practice and the idea of practice, but I think Western culture, we're not used to practice. With us, it's like, okay, I do nothing until something goes wrong or until I need to do it, and then I do it, and then when everything is fixed, I move away from it. And yeah. that's not practicing, okay? Mm-hmm. Practicing is something you do every day for... um let's say, to learn and then to maintain. And, you know, it's like when somebody goes on a diet, we all diet, diet, diet to lose the weight. And while you're doing it to lose the weight, you're doing the diet. But if you want to maintain that weight, say you're a carb addict like I am. (laughs) If you want to maintain that weight loss, you have to keep practicing, not doing the diet or whatever, but you have to keep practicing the type of nutrition you did on the diet so that you can maintain. So that's a constant practice, but I I don't think it's the Western culture um, ideal to practice. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So then when Reiki comes in, it's like, okay, because I know even a lot of my level one students, when they come back to take level two, I'll say, so is everybody practicing self-treatment every day? And, I swear, I'll, 50% of them will say yes, and the other 50% will give me this look, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, well, oh, that's the system of Reiki, practice every day. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, it, it, exactly. And, and you really touched on um, so many um, good points there, and, and just the fact that, you know, we're born with this love. We We know what it is. Um, and it's all about getting getting back to that. Um, but there are, you know, lessons along the way. Um, and you talk about the practice, and um, that's one of the, the next things I was going to share with you was um, uh, from losing um, my dog Conan and then reading Kathleen's book and knowing that I needed to establish a regular practice. Yeah, I tried, and then it, you know, kind of fell away and I was, you know, back to just doing things periodically. And then I was going through um, some difficult times and was working with a friend who's a uh, Reconnected Intuitive Energy Practitioner, Steven Hugo. And um, at one point, working with him, he asked, what did I think I could do? What could I commit to do for myself? Um, to... Uh, you know, to, to help myself and keep myself centered through these difficult times. And what came to mind for me was doing my Reiki meditation every morning and every evening. Because I knew I would do it, you know, at most once a day. Um, but then there were, I'd go a couple days and, and be too busy. So, so I said, all right, I'm going to make that commitment. I'm going to do that. So I had my, um, you know, kind of my... Uh, Grouping of things that I I did I would go through the symbols recite the precepts um, you know have my intentions and and then do self Reiki allowing my body you know to move as needed it was still you know it was it was still moving and feeling this energy and and I think we talked about committing to doing this like two weeks um, I didn't even get to the two week mark I think it was just a little over a week and. I had one of the most amazing um, energy spiritual experiences of you know of my life <laughs> um and and it was during my evening reiki meditation um and I just felt such a strong connection to to the earth I needed to go outside and and touch the ground um and felt a connection to um plants and trees the wind um mm-hmm. feeling the directions knowing you know which way was east and um and west and north and and in the middle of all this um, just had a very simple message come through and the message was peace and i i mean there's just it just it's something that you know changed me from that that point on, and that wouldn't have happened without that regular, without that regular practice. Um, and so I continued with with that regular practice, and um, and uh, I had another dog at the time, Patsy, a little Australian cattle dog, and you know she was she was a pretty tough cookie. She was very independent. Um, I would try to, to share Reiki with her. I'd ask her, you know, let me know if if you didn't want it, give me a sign, or just, just get up and leave. And um, I'd say within a minute of trying to connect with her and start a Reiki session, she would get up, walk down the hallway, and go to the other room. Wow! And I'm like, why? Why doesn't she want any of this energy healing? Um, you know, and I was trying to do this, you know, off and on for like five years with her, and it's like, okay, she's just, uh, she's not into it. And it wasn't until, um, and it was, it was after this, um, this energy experience happened, um, you know, when I did this two week commitment to to my Reiki meditation. Um, I was sitting on a cushion on the floor of my bedroom meditating, just meditating for myself. I felt her come near me. This is Patsy the the, the dog. Mm-hmm. Um she came she came over to me, just climbed across my cross legs, curled up, and fell asleep in my arms. Um and that was not me trying to give her Reiki, share Reiki, heal her with Reiki. It was me sitting there, you know, and this is what she taught me. It was all about quieting my mind, not having any intention to do anything to her, give anything to her, heal anything. Just just me connecting, you know, with, with my true self, being in that Reiki state and just, just existing. And she came to me and said, this is where I want to be, um, you know, and laid herself, literally laid herself in my arms. So that was that was just something amazing that, that she taught me. And it took, I think it took like five or six years um, for her to, you know, to, to come towards me and come into that Reiki space.
1: Well, if you think about it, what you were doing at that time, you really, literally, were just being Reiki. And when you were in that presence of being Reiki, no ego at all, then she was right. like, "Okay, yeah, that I want." Because but okay, you, you're there, <laughs> right? Because when you wanted to offer it to her, you were almost—you could say—in the spot of ego, because you're determining what she wants, or you want to give her mm-hmm. something. She didn't ask you for it. You know, she's like, you know, whatever. But when you were being Reiki and just vibrating Reiki with no, I want to give it to you, I don't want to give it to you. It, she, oh, yeah, I that, I want that. That I want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they, they tell us her. what they need. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um
2: yeah it just that that was an amazing experience and um and it just really um it, it really just opened me up to understanding even more deeply um you know what what it's all about and, and where I need to be with myself um where I need to be when i'm with an animal or with a person and and everyday life um he's a part of my life. Every day, so I, it's, it's not even like I, you know, practice it like where you go to the gym and you do something and then you're home and you're not practicing. Like it's just it's just part of every day. So it's for me, it's the it's the start of every meditation whether I'm meditating on my own or, or with a group. I, I start it by sharing Reiki, um, and and when I when I am meditating on my own, um, I share Reiki with. With the seven directions, a friend had um, had introduced me and helped me understand, um, you know, the connection to the seven directions: so the east, south, west, and north, and above, below, and within. And, um, and as much of those directions help me, I, I want to share my energy with those directions. Um, I mean, if I'm if I'm at like a doctor or a dentist, like, you know, recently had a chiropractor, so you're laying on that little table kind of thing. And I'm, you know, I'm sharing Reiki, so I have a, um, you know, a good healing session, share it with the people in the office, share it with, you know, with the chiropractor himself so that, um, you know, he's in a good space to, to, you know, bring physical and emotional healing to me and everyone else that he's treating that day.
0: Right,
2: um, right. You know, at, at, like gatherings, you know, if you go to a party or, you know, you're going to be meeting new people, um, getting to that uh, that Reiki space um, and connect with Reiki to, you know, share that with with everyone at that gathering, with everyone I'm going to meet that day or that evening. Um And right. that's, that's the start of meetings at work. So I can, you know, I can just be at a conference table at work and we're on a conference call and and just um, share Reiki with everyone there. Before difficult conversations, I you know I know I have had a difficult conversation with a friend, a family member, a coworker. Um, you know, I'm I'm saying that the symbols in my mind and um, and prepare to share Reiki with them. Yeah, so, and it's, and it's really just with, with all people, you know, I I, I mentioned an, an injured bird that I came across. Any injured animal, um, you know, that I see injured plants and trees. You know, I have a,
0: right. some old
2: trees where limbs are are kind of coming off of it, and one of the snowstorms a limb broke off the tree. You know, share Reiki with that with that tree, and and just all plants, insects, creatures, and in the water. And the life, the water gives us stones, the earth, the sky. It's
1: it's endless. Um,
2: what we right. share, Reiki with.
1: One of the very first stories that I had about Reiki when I first started practicing. I mean, I I've been amazed with Reiki since the day I started. I had no intention of becoming a teacher. I just, you know, I went to Reiki for lower back issues. I couldn't bend. I couldn't lift. I couldn't do anything, and I was amazed at the way it, it cured those problems. But even more so, the following spring, my friend and I, we were planting. And by mistake, she backed up and stepped right on one of my plants that I had just planted. It was like a row of impatience, I think, or something. And this poor little guy, you know, there's this plant, like all squashed. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, no, I don't want you to die. And I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? I'm like, ah, oh, rakey. So I rakey the plant. And... You know, all the while giving Reiki, and I'm praying because I'm like, please don't die. And um, come that October, when it started to get really cold here in New York, October, November, all the other plants down the row had gotten brown and, you know, started to dry out because it was cold. And there he was, this little plant, the Reiki plant, (laughs) thriving. And this plant wasn't ready to go anywhere just yet. (laughs) it blew my mind. I'm like, I know you're in this state right now and all your other friends are, you know, dying over here because of the Reiki I gave. And it was like, wow, this stuff is so fantastic. It was that point that I decided, okay, I want to teach this because not only do I want to tell the world about this, but I want to be able to teach everyone and anyone who wants to learn. So, mm-hmm. And that's how it, it went. Um, I'm going to take a brief break and we will be right back.
0: You're listening to Violet Reiki Radio on the Seika Network through blogtalkradio.com with your host, Reiki Sheehan Rose Jimenez, your source for all things Reiki in love, light, and healing.
1: Okay, we are back. If you want to call in, the number here in studio is 347-677-0699. And we are chatting here with Karen Picklack of Peace, what is it, Peace, Love, Healing, Reiki. Yep. Peace, Love, Healing, and Reiki. And I love it. And uh, so now tell us a little bit about this spring rains of life that you're involved with.
2: Yeah, this is an amazing organization that uh, what had happened was um, on my own, I just started researching how could horses help veterans and trauma survivors. And I think I'd seen some articles. I'm like, wow, this is just so interesting um, what's going on here and what people are doing and how they're bringing horses and um, veterans with PTSD together. Um, And believe it or not, I was... I know I was guided to meet C.C. Capra. I saw her flyer through a, a horse club, and saw there was an organization literally like right in my backyard, about 20 minutes from me, that was doing this work. Um, and I had the chance to meet uh, this horse named Straw, who is uh, this amazing um, equine-assisted therapy horse. Um, she was named the New Jersey uh, Veterinary Medical Association Horse of the Year. Um, she herself had been injured, um, had some severe injuries to her legs and neck, um, but she uh, she just had a way of connecting uh, with any of the people she assisted, whether it's um, veterans with PTSD, um, children going through grief and bereavement, um, uh, um, troubled youth from, you know, like gangs in New York. She just connected with them on such uh, such a level of honesty and compassion. Um and and she showed me what that was all about when I, I was at the barn one day, Cece was unable to make it there. Um I thought, Okay, I'm I am i am here, let me share some reiki with with the horses. I go out and straw and the other three horses in the herd are out in the a, a small pasture. And I I just connected with uh with them and all of a sudden that energy that I normally felt in my arms and hands it it just drained from my body I'm like what's going on here and I just felt this amazing warmth and light from above just going through me like into every cell of my body and from straw um, the message I got was this is just me like that energy is her and and what she is connected with and, and how she exists. And, they, and just the awareness that that's what they, that's what that herd, straw and, and that herd that she was a matriarch over brought to those um, sessions with those different um, groups of, of trauma survivors, people trying to survive trauma. And it was just pure love and compassion. And, and she just showed me that day in an amazing way what that was. Um and and Spring Rains of Life continues to do this work. They're based in Hillsborough, New Jersey. Um and although straw is no longer with them, um, in body, she is with them in spirit. And um and they are just reaching so many more people and, and they are um they're actually having a um a benefit concert and fundraiser this weekend on uh, Saturday night in Flemington at the Flemington Elks on Route 31. Um, there are five different bands that are donating their time completely for the evening to help um, Spring Rings of Life, um, you know, help the people that, that need help and, and help the horses that um, that do this work.
1: And so, they're in, um, in Clinton, New Jersey?
2: No, they're in uh Hillsborough, New Jersey. Oh, they're in Hillsborough, okay.
1: Yeah, and um
2: it's uh Spring Rains of Life and it's Spring and Rains R E I N S of Life dot org. And you can find information uh out about the uh the five oh one C three part of it. And um, you know, uh, they're uh- um
1: Oh I can give a phone number too. You can you can call them at nine one seven two seven five seven seven six five. Okay, great. Thanks. And uh yep. yeah it's right. springrainsoflife.org you can you can check out the website.
2: Yep, and they and they're on Facebook. You can connect to them through through my Facebook page also. Um yeah and and they're just having this benefit this weekend um so for anyone who's interested um you can even contact me you know through through my facebook through um email and I can get you hooked up with some tickets. It's gonna be a wonderful time they're gonna talk about the program um and what they do for uh you know for veterans for and and any trauma survivors for the um the children and the and the troubled youth. Cool.
1: And I don't cool. know how far you are from Pipersville, Pennsylvania. You would know better than me. Um you, Yeah, maybe about a half hour.
2: Yeah, half you might
1: wanna connect with Janet Patterson Emmert. She works with horses and she's okay. in PA. So you can find All her right. on Facebook too. I think you guys might have a lot in common. And Great. So, oh,
2: thank you. Yeah, I'll definitely. Um at the very time.
1: least, I know you will enjoy her. And she's originally a New York girl, like I. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think you guys will, will get along great. So great. Uh, I'm, I'm always trying to connect people with people like, you know, Kathleen. And then there was Janet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I loved it when Kathleen was on the show. And, unfortunately, right after she was on the show, she was coming to New York. And I couldn't get to see her. But I look at oh. it. As it gives me an excuse now to take another trip to California. There you go. <laughs> Anything to get a trip in there, you know? Um I'll, yeah, hopefully she'll be back on, on the east coast soon. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah, I was I was chasing Franz Dina all over. Uh I was supposed to take class at Franz when he was here in New York, I couldn't. And then I said, Well maybe I'll do Sedona and if I don't make it to Sedona I'll go to California. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. my schedule doesn't permit me right now taking classes with anyone. I'm so booked. But yeah, um, yeah if I get a if I get a, a piece in there where I can actually go, I'd love to hook up with my Reiki peeps. So yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a great community. So now you are finishing your Reiki three, or where are you with that now?
2: Yes, I completed the training and I need to uh finish up my practical part of it. Um uh-huh. and and get the final evaluations done, um and sent back to to Connie. Um and then what, then I will have you know, fully completed um my rate three training and be fully certified. So I expect that to be completed within about the next month or so. That's great. Okay. Yeah, and and Connie and I have been talking over the the winter time and she um is looking to set up a workshop for animal reiki. She she has a lot of uh reiki students and um and we talked about doing uh, uh, you know both of us uh, working together and hosting a workshop for animal reiki for, you know, her students and anyone else who's interested. And what, what we're looking at doing is offering it in, in two parts, and one being, um, you know, more of the, the classroom workshop talking part, and then scheduling a field trip to do Reiki, you know, with the horses and, you know, um, any other animals that, that would be around. It might be at um, at the barn where my one horse is at. So, so we're really excited about that, um, you know, coming up here now that the weather is, clearing up and it's gonna be cooperating, you know, to allow that to happen. So um yeah, so uh look for that. Connie has a, a meetup. Um if you go to meetup.com, com, her meetup is called Landstill, Philly, psychic development group.
1: And her and name is her name is you said Connie, but I see yeah. Colleen here. Which is it?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's uh sorry, Connie. How did I get okay. Connie in there? Yeah, yeah, Connie Bell Dixon, Bell Dixon. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry if I gave you the wrong. The That's wrong okay. Video. Um, so that sounds like that is going to be very interesting. With the workshops yeah. and everything, yeah.
2: Yeah, really Good. looking forward to that. You know, and and um, and helping Reiki practitioners that may not. Um, have had the opportunity to connect with animals to you know to to have um a way to do that and, and to learn how to approach the animals and and give them um you know give them the confidence that they need to you know to add that to their to their reiki practice and um you know and and, and what they can bring to any animals they that are in their life or that they come in contact with it doesn't even have to be a formal practice where they're doing sessions, but just, you know, giving them the confidence, you know, to uh, to share Reiki
1: with the animals. Lovely. Well, I want to thank you at this point for being my guest this evening. I got the 90-second countdown. Okay. <laughs> and uh, maybe, you know, we'll have you back again um, and check where you're at and what you're doing at a later date.
2: Oh, that would be great. I would love to come back, and thank you so much for
1: Good luck. Thank you, too. Have a a great weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening. And uh, also, have a great weekend. And I wish you all blessings in love, light, and healing.